0: my name is megan my
1: name is aaron and
0: welcome back to the what's your why podcast we've had the most chaotic morning by the way we were supposed to start recording 20 minutes ago aaron borderline forgot it's a guy
1: Um, i didn't i didn't forget bro I didn't forget. It's called having your first day off in what feels like six months. You know, you just have them off to cram into before 10.30 in the morning. It's all well and good for Megan. It's not time in Australia. And she can, you know, chip chop and sit down and have a cup of chamomile. But I'm just waking up trying to force a cigarette into me, Liz my babe I haven't even showered yet, so.
0: Anyway, despite the chaos of the morning, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm feeling rested. Yeah, I'm good. Overall good. I'm in the good umbrella. Like if there's a good and bad umbrella and the umbrella break down to good great excited rested and bad is like oh depressed scared anxious i'm definitely in the good umbrella i <laughs> just wanted you- a more interesting than good answer <laughs> <laughs> it's good sorry what are you doing sorry. it's making sort of feeling herself
0: <laughs> um okay usually it takes us a bit of time to get into the flow of the podcast so let, we're going to start off with a bit of a memory game um and hopefully- Yay! okay aaron I yeah. like to think of a time, think of a time that I have truly made your boil blood.
1: But made my boil blood. Well, there's many times you oh. made my boil blood.
0: <laughs> blood boil. And I fully didn't even know that I said something wrong there.
1: Um, You made my blood boil. Jesus, there's just so many times, I don't know which one to pick. Um, When you made my blood boil.
0: Really got under your skin, irritated you.
1: Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a time, isn't that funny? Cause Lord knows there were times, but I can't think of one. I'm kind of, we have a different game, I have a shit memory bro, <laughs> memory's not good. Yeah,
0: you you ask me a question.
1: What's a time in our friendship you remember us being together when you were scared?
0: paramaphobia is coming to mind, but that's a shit one. Oh my gosh, I remember us being scared when, Me and you were having a fight. You had just spent like five days in my apartment. You said, I'm going to go on a walk. I said, great idea. I'll go on the walk too. Then you were like, "Mm, I actually am going to stay here. Basically, you were asking me for some space and I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. I threw a tantrum and put my shoes on and went for a walk. And I get to the top of a hill. I'm puffed. I'm out of breath. I get a FaceTime. And you tell me that there's a mouse in my house. (laughs) Didn't enjoy.
1: I I was telling sugarcoat it, it was a wrap.
0: No, it wasn't a rat, it was an a <laughs> mouse. <laughs> it was,
1: yeah, it a mouse.
0: It was a mouse, it actually genuinely was a mouse. But anyway, I remember being fucking so scared because me and you, there's a bit of tension. You were really getting on my nerves. I was getting on your nerves. And then I have to come home to that, but also to the fact that there's a mouse and you are more scared of that stuff than I am. So I really felt like, like there's no, I'll get a man over to do it because you're more- Oh
1: no. Oh hell no.
0: You're more afraid of that stuff than me. I couldn't even use the whole misogyny to my favor because it's pretty useless. Um okay, my turn. What's your favorite thing about me?
1: Oh, that's really boring, question. <laughs> um uh, my favorite thing about you is your probably this might sound like a boring answer, but it probably is my favorite thing about you, your sense of humor.
0: Do you think I'm funny?
1: <laughs> I never said funny. I just said your sense of humor. No, yeah, you're quite um you're you quote the comedian, love. Yeah, your sense of humor, your ability to find things funny. Do you think you could find the courage? That's a good question. Do you think you could find the courage to book a flight to England, to Manchester, where I am right now, and help me look for my favourite? <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I actually hate you. He has made me wait so long today as he was looking for his fucking electric USB fucking battery that he sucks on. No shade in that, I do it too sometimes. Um, Oh, I feel like we've talked about this vape more than I've talked about myself in my life and that's a lot.
1: (laughs) What is your favorite clothing item? Like trousers, t-shirts, sunglasses, earrings, like what's your favorite?
0: thank you so much for clarifying um what a clothing item is i don't think i would have figured that out for myself um (laughs) i think earrings are earrings are your
1: favorite
0: i feel like they draw attention away from my fat face into
1: my ears (laughs) (laughs) they draw attention away from my fat face to my fat ears
0: (laughs) whoa i never said i have fat ears you said that well i'm not saying your ears are fat i'm just like Uh kind of
1: bouncing off anyways next question
0: (laughs) okay last question um, do you miss me? Yo. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just mixed up yes and no. Yes, I miss you.
0: What do you miss about me?
1: Oh, one question, boo. <laughs> Call the cops.
0: Moving into the pod. Uh, no, but it it has been seven months since we've seen each other. Um, wow. I'm not a Navy person, um, or at least I haven't been. Until okay, no, what, who am I? Who am I kidding? I, I am a needy person. <laughs> um, I'm not needy with everyone, but I am with you, my sister's girlfriend. Like very few people, but the few people I am needy with, I feel like it's quite a lot. Um, but I miss you a lot. So can you just tell me that you miss me, please?
1: <clears throat> I just miss having my core friend with me in every situation, like. Know in my day-to-day things, and it's like I know it's one thing. Like it's exciting getting to tell you, oh, this happened, this happened. But it's like it would almost be easier if you just were here, or if I was there, and we were just going through it and just could talk about what we already knew has happened, not having to tell situations because then you're gonna a, shape shift the story of the truth, and it, you know what I mean. Like I miss that. Yeah. What about you?
0: Obviously, like I had in mind, I really need to stay in touch with my sisters. Um, and Martin, like Martin's my other friend, you obviously know Martin. Like I, I pretty much just thought me and you would talk like every day and that would just be a given. So the people I really consciously made an effort to stay in touch with were my two sisters and Martin because I didn't want to like lose touch with them. But I think what happened was life got so busy. In my head, I knew I need to stay in touch with these three people. I just thought us, like we would just call more, FaceTime more, that kind of thing. But then next, like before you know it, the day is over. I'm in bed, you're just waking up. I'm a morning person, you're a night person. So our schedules mm. just didn't really align. So definitely- Well,
1: that actually sounds like it aligns perfectly, but yeah, could just you- I-
0: Well, <laughs> I guess we haven't stayed in touch as much as I would have wanted. But what I will say is when me and you, I feel like whenever we talk, we just pick up where we left off, which is really nice.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, we haven't sat in touch as much as we wanted. But if you were a type of friend in my life who I felt like I needed to do that to hold and to keep my relationship with, that's what I do. But because I know that we just pick up where we left off, it's never like, okay, if I get to a good couple of days, my God, I haven't heard from Megan. I will. But it's not like, oh, I need to text her today, let her know that, you know, I miss her and our friendship is alive and I'm thinking of her. I know it's not like that because it's been over 10 years it's like I think we know I know where we stand.
0: Yeah I know every question.
1: I I don't want to break up. up.
0: I do want to break up no I'm kidding I think there is times where like it's the middle of my day and you're obviously asleep and I'm like if I'm having a hard day or whatever I'm like I just want you to come over to like my apartment and we'll chill out or just like be in your company and I think that's been the hardest thing about like not seeing you for so long. It's like those filler days or like the filler times where i'm not in work and i'm like i just want to be with my best friend i think like i just want to know how you're doing obviously we know but like have an actual chat about it i i haven't been struggling with friendships here because i'm a very sociable person like i do really enjoy having chats with people i I find it quite easy to make friendships but i feel like quite misunderstood a lot of the time i think a lot of the people i surround myself with are like such good friends and stuff i just feel like it makes me miss you and like martin and stuff like that a lot more like just people i can just be myself with without thinking Shit, am i saying the right thing am i being too inappropriate like what like just like censoring so much of what i say like it's just exhausting you obviously know i get so irritable but i can't let that irritable side out around new people because they'll think i'm crazy
1: were you like almost expecting to find friends like me and Martin there straight away? It takes a while to get to know somebody and to get so comfortable with someone. Sorry, Jesus is trying to shine this light on me. For the podcast listeners, uh, just a big ray of sunshine has shined on my head. What were you saying? I don't know. See, so if you leave me on my tangents and let me flow, I'll come back to it. But you've injured me. Oh, were you almost moving over there? And did you expect to like find another version of me and Martin or something? And you've not found that and you're like disappointed?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. I think now I'm realizing I just I I would have loved just to be here. It was such a it's been such a hectic time. Last time I was in Australia my mom died and I had three months of pure euphoric happiness. I get a call that I have to go home don't get to say goodbye to my mom like sounds so dramatic but of course I put Australia on this pedestal of the last time I felt happiness before my mom died. I was surrounded by so many people that Are beautiful I was in such a beautiful place I go home for four years take on a million new roles and have to relearn who I am okay I'm not just Megan I'm Megan who now doesn't have a mom who has two younger sisters who I want to help them navigate their grief and then somewhere along the process I forget myself in it and I just have friends that know how to look after me or how to keep me connected to myself Despite having to look after so many people. And then I get fucking slingshotted to Australia. My Like, I did it myself. I put myself here. But it was the loneliest. And it has been so lonely at times. Not having you in my life. Because, what the fuck? Like, I don't know this part of myself. Like, fuck, I just want my people here so I can laugh with. Or navigate all this stuff with and talk to. I'm still learning this part of myself. So... How do I figure that out while also meeting new people that have to make an opinion on who I am? I'm like, uh, I'm insecure about a few things. My body, probably the mo- most one. I'm never usually insecure about the person I am. Although being back here, it's probably been the most thing I've been insecure about because I can't back myself. How, how do you back someone that you don't know? It, it's weird. It's weird. long story short I would have loved for you and Martin and Kaz and Jeanette and Patrick to stop being so selfish and just book a flight to Australia like what the hell
1: how's your big mh since you've been over there um like if you just break it down to better or worse we're the same the umbrellas
0: the same for a while it was different but then obviously the like honeymoon stage of traveling has worn off I'm back to like girl and I guess depression is my friend. Like it's it's just coming back up the same way it would have at home.
1: It's a great song idea, depression is my friend. And it's well. <laughs>
0: Um but no, my mental health is good. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. I'm not dead, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, true. But
0: the way I measure it, am I alive? Am I dead? I'm pretty
1: alive right now, so yeah. No, that's <laughs> quite extreme, but yeah.
0: <laughs> How are you doing? How have things been with you?
1: I'm good. It's so funny. I feel like I'm in a similar similar a similar, um, similar mindset. Like obviously it's crazy how our, our, um, journeys are like aligning at the same time where we both moved away, like to a different country, new surroundings, new friends, new experiences, new homes, new physical homes. Like your apartment, you left your apartment. I left my family home that I've lived in my whole life. I've never lived anywhere else, Mm. just that house and now i'm in this apartment that i never want to leave.
0: <laughs> where is your apartment? Where? Yeah, podcast listeners don't know where you moved.
1: Oh, sorry. I was like, um, it's on the 8th floor. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, i've moved to the UK. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm plastering out my story every day. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, um you should and if you do you'd know by now i've moved to manchester you're a all talk like that ah.
0: <laughs> why manchester Obviously, i know but like it's just so random like why manchester no everybody keeps saying that but everyone in like ireland is fucking moving to australia it's so unoriginal why did you choose manchester
1: because australia is too far away for me to be honest i'm sorry that's the sound of me opening my fan to um, <laughs> Australia's too far away from me. Too many fucking spiders, mate. Too crazy. many crocky spiders, snakes and crocodiles, you know, kangaroos. Um, no, I think it's just cause Australia's too far away. It doesn't really appeal to me. It seems very hot over there, very surf, beachy vibe, very like wind flowing in the hair. I wanted something more of a Baby Step, and I've been to Manchester a few times before, and I've always liked it every time I came here. And the most recent time I came here was with you to see Foxes last year. You know that why are you Mike ready That's for the podcast. Um so we went to see her last year and it was here, and I just remember thinking, Oh my god, I could actually see myself living here. And the thing that's so interesting is it's like Dublin's more developed older sister. That's how I can describe it. So similar to home. Like it's like obviously I I, I think it's like Dublin, but it's wider. Does that make sense? The streets are wider. There's more people. There's no, you. Know, there's, I haven't seen. Now I've been here three months now. I haven't seen one group of lads or boys, both boys throwing fireworks. At people, I haven't seen that at all. It's quite nice. I only realised that yesterday. But everyone dresses so trendy. It's like everyone's really just open. There's a gay village. Why wouldn't I move here? Um, yeah, it just really appealed to me. So I said, "Fuck it, let's give it a go." See what happens
0: you obviously said that you've just moved out of living in your family home how are you finding that like living on your own for the first time
1: i'm actually finding it way better than i expected i don't know what i expected when i moved out i thought i was gonna feel like homesick you know every time i went on holidays i just be counting the days to like come back home to my bed to my room to my joggies mm. okay i miss my dogs i will <laughs> say that i miss my Giacomo and my roofie Ew.
0: i miss them this, don't say ew i'm sorry this is about you but i do i do I don't understand. That was not
1: an invitation for you to roast my dogs. <laughs> Who are on their last legs, by the way. I'm surprised they even both still have four legs.
0: One of them is on his deathbed; The other one is pretty healthy. You
1: no, know, Jock is like messed up now. He's gone deaf too. And I came home like last week and he his back legs were dragging on the floor. I said, what the heck is wrong with him? And then Katie said, he looks like he's dying. I said, great, another one bites the dust.
0: How old is Jock?
1: He's like 12
0: holy shit
1: yeah he's an old boy we got him back in yeah 2012 that's when we got him anyways um
0: wait wait, wait. no i don't want to move off the dogs yet i have jock in my head as a child why does he still piss in your house if he's 12 he should know better
1: he's 12 just because he's old doesn't mean he's not bold he's old and bold and he will stay that way because he's a cheeky girl he will pee when he gets a chance he tries to hold it in he's only small guys he's a yorkie he's only small he has a small bladder he'll run down in the morning and then my mom will try to let him out the back door to pee but rufus is so old and slow and arthritis that he'll come down the stairs slowly and she can't get past him on the stairs so he's taking us three last time jock is like bouncing at the back door saying i can't hold it anymore and then my mom tries to run past rufus by the time she gets the jock at the back door he's already peed
0: is this an everyday thing it's the same thing every day
1: feels like
0: it other than missing the dogs, Harry finding living at a
1: home so i moved over with my boyfriend yeah yeah and i've been home a couple of times since i went home for a gig and then i went home for something else i can't remember his birthday um but i most, I've been trying to figure this out and think about it and I've talked to my mom about it I was like I have this kind of I can't put a word on the feeling or the emotion but it feels like stubbornness it's like I don't want to think about going home and I notice myself getting kind of irritated every time Tom would tell me that he misses his car you know from back home or like he misses family or whatever and I'd notice myself just kind of be like really toxic mindset like oh you're not allowed to miss anything from home we moved over here for a better life it has to be better here does that make sense
0: you think you're like trying to prove to yourself that it was a good choice but you're not fully convinced
1: maybe but i feel like i am convinced to myself because i'm seeing the hope i'm making friends i'm liking my job i'm so intrigued with the city even today after this call i'm gonna go out and you know get a slice of cake and a cup of tea and have a welcome my laptop so you know i'm liking it But it's like, I want to prove to him. It's like, no, this is good. Like, don't back out, you know what I mean? And I don't know what it is. It's like, every time I think of home, I get this like, oh, I have to hate that now because I live here, but that's not true. Why can't I like both places equally?
0: It's so common though. It's like groupthink. It's like, I feel like anyone our age that moves away is like, oh, Dublin is disgusting. It's like, it's not. You know, when like you live with your siblings and then when you move in, then you have a moment of realizing, oh, my God, we're never going to live all together again. Like maybe in some cases, mm-hmm. you, but majority of cases you don't. It's like we you don't realize the time that you're having is the best time until it's passed. Like, is there going to wow. be a both of us are in Dublin constantly that I can be like, oh, just come over and like have a sleepover or come and chill, have a wine night, have a wine night, like that kind of thing. Like, are we going to do that again? Like, without it just being like a little weekend here and there that you can fly home. We have to plan. Is there ever gonna be a time again where we're both working and living in Dublin that we can just hang out whenever we want? Or is it gonna always have to be a flight away? That makes me sad. We didn't realize what we had till it's gone.
1: I know, but we will never appreciate what we have in the present moment. We'll always appreciate it when it's gone because we only notice it when, when it's missing.
0: So selfish of you to leave Dublin. Known that I will eventually come back. <laughs> How could you move? It's that so out? selfish
1: of you to move a whole twenty-four hours away when <laughs> I just moved a half hour across the water. <laughs> now that's the real cheat.
0: I think I just gaslit you,
1: and you failed. <clears throat> Can <laughs> you think, edit that out?
0: <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced this yet, or if you will, but. I feel like being in australia it's like i had in my head when i was in dublin oh my god i'm gonna to get to australia everything's gonna fall into place i'm gonna know exactly what i want to do with life and i'm just hitting this wave of oh just traveling and living somewhere else doesn't give me all the answers i feel like i'm 24 i don't know if i'm supposed to have my shit together or if i'm allowed mm-hmm. to not know what i want to do have you hit that yet mm-hmm.
1: or- oh yeah absolutely especially like getting here and moving out to a different country and then like trying to start your life and saying, okay, this is what my life is now. I'm an adult, this is my life. But then I'm forgetting I'm 20. am I twenty-four as well. Oh right. my god, I am. Call cool. blind, that's old. Um <clears throat> you are you do have a thing that you're supposed to know what you want to do. But that's that's crazy. I know 30 year olds, 34 year olds who don't even know what they're doing. Like yeah. and I guess that's okay. But then I'm also like, that's okay, but do I want that for me?
0: Yeah. I mean, we are. Like, you said twenty-four is old. I'm like, it's actually really young. Like twenty-four. No, is, sorry, yeah,
1: twenty-four is young. It's not old.
0: I still feel like I I need to know exactly what I want to do, exactly where I want to be. Do you so, not? No. Oh,
1: that's really embarrassing. Okay, talk soon. Bye, bye. Yeah, ciao, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> I can't you? talk to anyone.
0: I'm a youth worker. What happens when I'm fucking sixty and irrelevant?
1: You'll be a senior citizen worker.
0: I don't want to do that. I want to work with teenagers forever. But I already feel myself getting irrelevant. They make TikTok references. I'm like, um, when is this going to hit the Instagram reels?
1: Oh, shit, really, you feel it? are you feeling it?
0: Yeah, but it's just sending me into a spiral of, I don't want to do this job forever, but what the fuck do I want to do? Like, do I want to set up my own business? Do I want to write a book? But then I'm like, nobody knows who I am, so who's going to buy that book? Nobody would buy that nobody book. Nobody knows who
1: you are. Nobody knows who you are until you write the book. How do you think we heard of JLo?
0: She's not an author.
1: Yeah, I know, but she could be. The point is that you need to write that book. <laughs> I'm going to gonna be stern with you here. You have way too many mental health diagnoses to not write a book. That's a crime.
0: <laughs> no, mental health is trending again. Everyone has mental illness. Mine is real, though. I mean,
1: yours is real and
0: scary everyone has mental illness it's not that it, one is real one is not but it's just it actually is a fucking struggle when you genuinely have these things going on and it, there's, then there's someone that looks up i could get cancelled to this but looks up symptoms online and then pretends to have them to fit in I'm like babes I'm I, if I, if successful with my story i'm gonna need you to stop having the same story as me <laughs>
1: but a lot of people do actually have it and don't know they have it because like who who actually has ADHD actually goes and get tested? Like four out of 10 people, like actually go and do the test or have the test done and find out. So I I think a lot of people actually possess it. And like you for a long time, you had a lot of symptoms that we just couldn't explain. But now, you know, they all (laughs) make sense because we have this diagnosis.
0: Maybe we all actually do have ADHD. But my new therapist, which by the way, she's so nice. But it makes me miss my old therapist. Oh, um, I miss. It her. sounds kind of toxic. Yeah. No, it's not. She was just so good. <laughs> she also oh, we just had so much in common and she just understood things. Why did I say that? Oh yeah. My new therapist has heard the first thing she said. Yeah. The first thing she said was, I don't believe in diagnoses. I was like, well um i have all of them so are we still gonna be able to figure out which of the diagnosis is impacting me and then like what's workable so weird I... what does she mean
1: she doesn't believe in diagnosis does she even believe you're real is she talking to an angel with wings like what that makes no sense
0: i think it means like yes i have depression adhd let's just go with those two <laughs> yes i have those <laughs> for now everything can be worked on to be better which makes sense because it can, but I'm like, so, like some parts of my ADHD, I'm like, I I actually can't control that. Like, or like the d- insane drops I have with depression, I can't control that by journaling or doing a fucking ritual. Her approach is that. It's all about attitude.
1: Just sip on a chai latte, the problems will go away, right? They're gonna get you cancelled, you morbid beast.
0: Oh, uh, did you just call me fat?
1: No, I called you a beast. Beasts um, are very muscly. Are you attracted to girls with abs? Or boys?
0: No, sticking with girls is okay. I'm I'm very much gay again. Um oh I don't I couldn't care less. I, if I if the person I love got heaps of muscles, I'd think she's beautiful. If if not, I wouldn't care. Um but anyway, boring question. Let's go back to what we were talking about.
1: Yes, I feel like I started talking about it and then like you just like took over the usual. But yeah, so like what else could you talk
0: no, you're you're talking about being in your twenties, figuring shit out. Ah, uh,
1: that's right. Yeah. Well, I essentially moved over here to work on my music. Yeah. Is that good? Cool? Yeah. Great. Yeah. I am. I'm. I'm currently trying to go to an open mic night. So yeah, I'm not even back at square one. I'm at square minus two. <laughs> <laughs> not does nobody know who I am. Nobody cares about <laughs> who I am. Nobody wants to know. It's hard, like, I knew it would be a struggle, I knew it would be like, I'll start from scratch again, but it's like, shit, it is starting from scratch, but it's different, because I'm going in with a lot more under my belt than I did in Dublin, when I did in Dublin, I had nothing, and I grew with the city, now I'm in a city, and I'm just going to be growing less, but still growing, but having that big itinerary behind me, but, yeah, if two gigs, shows, They're both back in Dublin, so yeah, that's great, yeah, I'm really making progress. But this sounds like I'm in it for the money, well, if you don't know me, I'm not in it for the money, because I'm not making enough to be in it for the money. If I'm flying back to Dublin for a gig, it's, you know, a check is a check kind of situation, like. In fairness, I have developed in some ways. I might not have done my first gig yet or something, but I have been writing more music.
0: distracted because I've been having, like, pains in my chest all day, and I now can smell burnt toast. And isn't that a symptom of having a heart attack? You smell burnt toast.
1: It is a symptom of having a stroke. And it's probably got to do with that AAA battery you're shoving in two minutes every two minutes. Sorry, I'm just jealous because I can't find mine.
0: I also don't promote vaping, thing. Um, because it's an ick. And...
1: They're getting banned here in the UK and Ireland. The disposable ones.
0: Oh, they should be banned in Australia because they're fucking too handy to get my hands on. And I hate cigarettes. Yeah. I actually hate cigarettes now so much. But I hope these become banned because they're... Too easy, too accessible, addictive.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, essentially that's where I'm at with moving. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm developing ways that I didn't plan to develop. Like it's just taking a different route, but I'm totally happy with it. I'm I'm open. I didn't set open. I didn't set out here to like do a particular thing and have this happen. These are my strict goals by, you know, March next year. I need to have this done. I just said, I'm going to move over, try something new, get a new job. I wanted to get a job in a cafe and that's what I did. My hours are early, I'm liking it. Working, work has, I didn't realise how much uh, time work would take up in my week, but it has taken up a lot, but that's full time. But I pay the bills.
0: Oh, I want to play a game. Um, I feel like you're, <laughs> sorry, just for anyone who couldn't see right now, Aaron just rolled his eyes as I suggested that.
1: It just sounds like a lot of energy.
0: Oh my God, no, it's going to be so fun and fun. Um, Well, fun for me, cause I love deep shit, but it's just going to be, called I'm hesitant so all the kind of shit that we don't get to catch up on on FaceTime we can catch up on now so we're just going to ask each other questions that we're hesitant to ask each other so I'll start off how are you going in terms of body body, yoddy image
1: oh god oh god when I hear that I kind of get a bit scared I'm in a very avoidant uh place with it She's still skinny and cute and rocking her, her 36 inch waist, which is good. I bought jeans in the charity shop. Pullenberg, gorgeous jeans, five pound, absolute bargain, proper nice as well. And they fit. So you're gonna have to edit that off in there because I can hear nothing. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm still good, but I think, you know, I'm in a relationship now and we're we set into a routine we're not eating like pigs like I cook nearly every night for us nearly every night because last night we did have Domino's. we treat ourselves see it there because uh yeah we got we got paid and we just had a bit of extra cash and it was 50 percent off like your whole order so I was like let's do it and it was lovely and I enjoyed it but um yeah we're I'm conscious of like re- gaining relationship weight something I don't really want to do because I just cannot on top of everything I cannot afford some like body issues at the moment so I think I just need to be. Um, I think I'm doing good, though, I'm not excessively eating. I'm in a good place for it, I think. I think I just don't want to gain a lot more. Once my clothes like, keep fitting me how they are or don't get too tight and stuff, I'm OK.
0: I think you look great.
1: Thanks. Um, you know what I found actually helps, you know, like when you wear like really tight clothes, obviously it doesn't feel good. But I like to wear really tight under layers and then wear something flowy. For example, a, a vest that's really tight on me, like a size medium vest that would like be stuck to me because I'm like a large textile. So. so that would like proper suck me in. And then I wear like a half button flowy shirt tucked in and let it flow. So I'm not we're laughing at it. Because this is I'm trying to help I'm trying to help you out here. This is all about body confidence, feeling good in your body, clothes that you can wear. Because clothes are, are, you know, are tools. Yeah. You with me on that? clothes are our tools
0: i'm just laughing at the large to xl i've worn your clothes it's quadruple xl
1: (laughs) that was i don't mean to shout but that was seven months ago excuse me yeah they were three xl and quadruple xl and there's nothing wrong with that but that's too big for me now
0: (laughs) i know i'm just joking I, i would still wear the big xls and and they're baggy um meaning they fit like a like a glove (laughs) I'm just kidding what do you mean
1: because it's baggy why do you have to throw that in there (laughs) there's nothing wrong if it wasn't baggy like it wasn't baggy on me at one stage I'm beautiful in my way
0: okay I'm reluctant to ask you this is but I didn't answer
1: my question I didn't finish my point when (laughs) you wear tight fitting clothes like a vest underneath and then something flowy on top of it you feel like like Bella Hadid on a snatched Victoria's Secret runway I'm not joking it makes you feel so good a high waist just just try it just try it if you're right. cinched on the undergarment it makes you feel like but you're still flowing outside it can't fault not. it
0: <laughs> okay i'm reluctant to ask you this is going to be about me obviously i'm one of your only friends maybe the only friend could be wrong that has lost a mom is that right
1: um lost a parent or lost your mom um yeah.
0: I have been here for seven months and in those seven months I have tried every therapist that there is in Melbourne um, all very unsuccessful um, because what I keep noticing is people whose job it is to actually be able to have uncomfortable conversations get very uncomfortable when people talk about death and in my case dead mom. What's it been like for you supporting your best friend grieving a mom? Would love to know that.
1: I think I like to think that I've, I've done a good job of supporting. I definitely could have done more. I think a lot of it is me just making up for the fact that I lost a parent too. And it's like, oh, she knows, you know, um, anything she'll say to me, you know, I can relate more than the average person who you talk about your mom to or losing a parent. I always think like she knows I've lost my father, so father. She knows I lost my dad, so, you know, I'm here when she needs me. She knows that. But that's not necessarily like enough, I don't think, enough like support, just knowing that. I maybe sometimes think I should ask like, it's little questions like, are you missing your mom today? You know, like that, us as people are very, reluctant to ask funny enough that them kind of questions it's like it's the hush hush questions that I always think that we have conversations about like why are they so taboo why is money taboo why is hush hush hush, why can't we talk about our passed away relatives and then in the same thing I still exercise that same tabooness because I'm like oh no like you know it's like ask her how her day is instead there's no point asking that because that's just going to bring up like ugly feelings but yeah, I think I still have a bit warped um, perception on how to support you. I don't fully know how to. And I I like to think I did a good, I'm doing a good job of it, but I don't think I'm very good at it. I don't think I'm the best person to come to for support with that because if someone was to ask me, how can I support you with your dad dying? I would say, I don't know because it's completely my thing and it's up to me. There's nothing anybody else from the outside can say that'll change anyway, that I think. he would be proud of you, blah, blah, blah. He's always there with you, blah, blah, That's great, but nothing you're gonna say is gonna take away from the fact that we lost like one of our prime like figures in our life and they were just vanished from existence, taken away from us completely. Do
0: you miss your dad?
1: It's, I do, especially in, like just after moving here in this trip I can see like Tom's dad texting him a lot I wouldn't miss him only for I'm, I see situations that make me miss him like because I was so young when he passed I'm just so used to life without him that it's like I can't compare you you can probably compare it and you miss your mom a lot more because she passed when you're 20 you're old enough to have a grasp on life you do something like oh remember you know my, my mom would help me with this my da- dad never gave me money or anything, or gave me a fiver, or, or not that I can remember, because I was so young. I was not an age for to do that. So when I see Tom, like, and um, we were kind of struggling financially for a while, and you know, he would um, get support from his family, even just like the thing of like his dad saying, you know, you won't be stuck. Like, I'll give you some quid if you need. And I was like, I don't have that. I actually don't have a dad to to help me out financially if I need. And I could ask my mom, but well, Hose is it broke as me. So there's no point doing that. <laughs> She's to do everything by herself, which I expect. That's why I never ask her for money because like, I'm I'm aware, but it's like things like that. It's, it's not just the money. I just mean the actual support The having another, I have a parent and another whole parent to fall back on. And hey, I, I, I'm struggling like, to, how do I pay my bills? Like, how do I get this national insurance number? How do I do this stuff? Like the guidance, I'm missing one half of guidance. And it can't all be fulfilled through one person that's so like, um, um you can't you can't expect that, mm. so yeah, i I'm de- I definitely I wouldn't say, like obviously, I miss him. I wouldn't say I'm missing him, but I'm noticing the loss of him, definitely. That's how I describe it. Well, I don't know how this's been to me talk about myself, but, yeah, I think I answered your question. Do you do how am I finding you? um, yeah, I think I've done my best to support. Wait,
0: wait, wait. I just want to say, it's really nice to hear you talking about your dad um, and even that like, you're not missing him but you're noticing he's not here. Like, it's really nice to hear you say that and to talk about him because you did lose him so young. Um, and I think that's the thing, like, I'm, I don't know about you, but I since since my mom died, it's like, I feel like I've asked you about your dad more or like even on anniversaries mm. before my mom died, I'd be like, are you okay? And you'd always kind of be like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Because you didn't really know because you know you didn't know what you were missing, but it's really nice to hear you talk about that or to like it's nice to know where you're at with it because I feel like that's stuff I'd like to know that you're feeling, or if you're having a day yeah. like that, it's like I want to know it, like I'd always want to know mm. that you know
1: you'd say that's almost a form of support by me, like telling you that info.
0: Yeah, I think it opens up a gate for me to be able to talk about my mom more as well.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just realising as a person, like I'm even thinking of the past while, the past year, I'm just not the type of person to kind of, oh, I'm not going to say avoid them, but even like laughing and stuff. I feel like I'm such a focus on this or the brighter side or I just can't, I can't remember the last time that I sat in my sadness and thought about it and gave it attention. I just sat there and said, This is really shit and I'm just gonna feel how shit this is. I don't do that. I don't do that. And I did not in like an avoidant way, but it's just not something I like to do or it doesn't appeal to me. I'll talk about it in therapy or something, or I'll think about it in my head, I'll say, This is kind of shitty. But I'll always just turn around the situation and think of something else or do something else.
0: Sorry, so it might be reluctant to say is that is avoidance in my eyes of like you're so good at being in the good that I think like the stuff you're describing you're like I'm not avoidant but I just basically avoid it it's like it is avoidance though
1: I don't know I don't see it because if it's avoidance then it would like be damaging me essentially but it's not I think it's my way of of processing it and I don't like to spend a lot of time alone sad in my room or I don't like to spend a lot of time um thinking about sad things because i feel i don't get anything from that it's not that i completely switch my brain off and don't think about it i just i guess i could i channel it in a different way i'll write a piece about it i'll write a song i'll kind of i say distract myself i know it sounds avoidant but it's just i don't know i don't think how i how i process things is unhealthy i think that's why when you and me are together it's like we don't have I don't mind a deep conversation, you know that, but like I'm not one who's like, don't come to me if you want to sit in in the sadness and and talk about the shittiness. Because I will for five minutes, but my brain is naturally just gonna go, okay, we you know, can't we can't do this all night. Like we need to this isn't like this isn't it's kind of dangerous territory, like where I know you're looking at it like, no, that's the most healing territory. You need that time to sit and that and do it. But that was just something I've never done. And I feel like I've gotten this far without doing it. And I'm like, maybe that's just how I how I deal with it. Yeah,
0: just don't talk about it, but then have a panic attack maybe every second week, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense though. I'm very comfortable having deep conversations or holding deep conversations because that is my job. It's what I do. I'm a mental health worker. It makes a lot of sense that I'm comfortable having them. But often when I feel really depressed or really anxious or having a flare up of PTSD, or whatever, I don't talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird when it comes to grief. I want to talk about it all because not only am I uncomfortable having those conversations, other people are too. So I keep bringing up grief. I wanted to bring it up today. I always want to bring it up. I always want to talk about my mom because other people are uncomfortable with that. And I feel like some, in some way, maybe my why is to break down uncomfortability for other people when it comes to deeper conversations. That being said though, I don't always have the deep conversations when I need to have them, but I'm always happy to hold them. I'm a grief, I'll always lean into it in the hopes that other people can stop being so uncomfortable with them. Grief,
1: I guess, is different. Like sitting and talking about grief. That's different, that's not like dwelling in your sadness. That's like a loss, that's losing a person in your life. Yes. It's still a hard conversation to have.
0: But then a big part of me goes, it doesn't always have to be a deep conversation or a hard conversation. Just ask, like actually just ask a question about her. Let me talk about my mom without getting uncomfortable. I'm already missing the physical aspect of having my mom here i miss hugging her i miss having someone to call at least give me an opportunity to talk about her or i'm comfortable enough bringing her up how it's gone is i'll talk about her i'll get upset the other person gets uncomfortable so i've just trained myself to not talk about it and it's a really hard thing to untrain out of me the other day i was with my housemate and her mom passed away too we were having a conversation about both of our moms and she asked if there's anything i regret in my mom or before she died And I got really emotional. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, let's talk about something else. And she goes, you don't have to always shut it down when you cry, of course you're gonna cry, your mom died. Of course I'm gonna get upset. Like, I'm used to bringing my mom up in conversations. I'm not used to people actually asking and me not have to control where the conversation is going. Oh, it's so hard to explain, but I, I just wish. I didn't get so swallowed up in emotion when someone actually asks because it's so unfamiliar. You don't have to be fucking trained or skilled in how to have conversations. All you have to do is like be a decent friend and and bring up your friend's parent who's not here anymore. Like I love asking you about your dad. I love when people I love talk about people that they've lost because it's like an invitation to say, hey, I'm, I'm not super uncomfortable with this. I'm sure what's more uncomfortable is the fact that you haven't got someone that you love in your life anymore. Not the fact that you might get a little bit upset in a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. It's so weird and I just wish people would talk about it more, myself included. I'm I'm good at bringing up conversations, but I wish I didn't have to. Yeah. I wish people would ask because they actually want to know um, who my mom was and who she is and how I'm navigating life without her or without someone whose job it is to love me.
1: But I need you to take this into account that you're a very specific, special person. The only time I talk about my dad is when you ask about him. You're such a like sentiment, not even sentimental, but you're such a a deeper thinker that like that's where your mind goes for. But for the vast majority of people, their mind doesn't go there. And I don't know if it's going to go there. So I think a way to deal with that is talk to the right people to get yeah. a conversation out of your mom, example, your sisters.
0: But everyone has shit going on I'm like why did we not talk about it like if what if I wasn't in your life like I don't see you every day now it's like not that every mm. time I see you I ask you about your dad or ask you about your mental health and stuff so like no podcast we check in about it but it's not every time we speak we don't talk about it we'll have a bitch or we'll have a rant or like yeah like I'm not like super deep all the time but it's like yeah of like, course everyone who I I do ask a real question where it has something to say so like what, I'm not just going to pawn it off to when I talk to my sisters, because they're not overly like vulnerable people either. Like they're not completely okay with vulnerability. They actually avoid it a bit as well. But like, yeah. I feel like we need to be more open with it as people so that it doesn't feel like it's a massive thing to do.
1: Yeah, that's pretty true. Wait, how many years was was just gone? Two? Four. Four? Fuck me, time is quick. Oh yeah, she in 2023. Are we in 2023? Yeah. Okay, The 2019, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God, so next year will be your mother's fifth year, no longer with us. Yeah. Does it feel that long or does it feel like shorter? What does it feel like the exact time?
0: Sometimes it feels like I've seen her just yesterday and other times it feels like I have never had her in my life because she feels so far away. But I need to talk about this to my therapist because I need this psychoanalyze, but I keep having dreams that she has never been dead and she just has been hiding from me because she didn't want to see me or doesn't want to see me. And I wake up and I'm fucking panicked and I'm like, where is she? I go to call her, she doesn't answer. And I'm like, oh fuck, you're, you're actually, you're, you're not here. And that's been happening like so much, like at least twice a week for the past three months, it's fucked. So that makes me miss her so much more. Does that
1: mean you wake up? And you're like disappointed.
0: I wake up and I think she's still alive.
1: Oh, that's so sad, bro. It's so fucked. I'm gonna cry.
0: It's so fucked, bro. I wake up. I'm like, okay, maybe she is still here. And like, uh, when I stay in the bed with someone, um, and I'm like, I could wake up and like feel like I'm gonna have a panic attack. I'm like, I feel really sad and like feel like she's here, but then I realize she's not. And I'm like, oh, I can't even explain that to people. Like, I can't wake someone up and be like, yeah oh, I just dreamed that my mom was alive and she's not, and it feels so real, but it's not, and it's just a dream, like, it's so weird. Um, so in terms of like, does it feel like it's been that long? Like, when I have those dreams and I wake up and she's still alive, and then I realize, that nah, she's dead, that's when it feels like, oh, I haven't seen her in so long, and I'm I'm actually not gonna see her ever again. Like, it's, it's fucked, and I'm like, if I'm in the Truman Show, this is the worst challenge ever. A big test, bad. yeah. It's weird. I don't want to do the rest of my life without my mom. I lost her when I was twenty. I was like just coming out of say, I hate my mom. I hate everything she does. Stage of being like the fucking chaotic teenager. I'm like, I want my mom for it all. I want her here for when I have kids. I want her here for meeting my fucking girlfriend. I want her like I, I want her here for all of it. Um, but she's just not. Um, yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I want to experience womanhood with her. I want her to know that she wasn't crazy for all the stuff she felt because I'm starting to feel them too. Mm. We've really honest conversations because I've had like, her therapist a lot of the time in like a beautiful way and she was like mine. But I feel like I'm, I grieve more for the future we could have had together. So I think in terms of does it feel like it's been that long? Yes and no. But I think what feels longer is knowing that I have all of these years ahead of me without her.
1: I can't believe, um, no, I can't believe, but like it's mad to hear it out. like how much you, you've thought about that, like, and I know you're probably hearing me saying that, thinking like, well, how could I not think about that, but it's like you're almost, and don't take this offensively, but you're almost like actually upsetting yourself by thinking that, you are like thinking about all the years that she's not going to experience that's such an upsetting thing to think and I, I, I'm tra- I, I'm relating it back to myself like my dad like yeah he never got to see me get, get past the age of 11 like all you're grieving all the years that they're going to miss out on. Not that I'm not going to think about it I'm going to think about it in, dif- in a different light as in like I'm going to carry what I had through the rest and maybe it's just like different stages different ages.
0: It is sad because I'm in the denial stage. Yeah like a in, in mix of the anger stage and the denial stage. I tried a therapist here and like, we were having a conversation about loss and she's like, I lost pets and my cats are so important to me, but you know, two of my parents are still alive, but I have experienced grief in those losses. And I get so angry. I'm like, you're so fucking stupid. Like grief and like, grieving a cat is so different to grieving your mom.
1: I just don't even see it as a choice. I, I see it as like, I have to do that. There's nothing I can say or think or believe or, Grieve or anything that's going to bring him back. Yeah. The only way I'll see him again is, you know, when I get shot on stage because of in Russia because I'm so controversial and then we'll meet again <laughs> in hell. That's the only time, it's the only thing I can do. But that's it. Like, I'm just, but that, like, I'm saying that comes with age and maybe I'm so young, but I don't ever remember not feeling like that. I think that's just kind of who I am. Not even positive thinking queen, but just like a, I'm a thinker in a way that's gonna help me and my day to day life. They're you know, like, oh, positivity, good vibes, look in the bright side, glass half full. It's like, no, I need to get through this life and yeah. I can't do it if everything's against me and I'm also against myself. Yeah. That's some real tea. But I totally get the denial. Like stage, and you're you're going to think them things a lot if you're, when you're in the denial stage.
0: I wonder if it's just that I'm extremely mentally ill and I'm a negative thinker.
1: Perhaps, or maybe because I'm taking sertraline.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. And I'm always open for a concept, not just saying that here in the podcast, but saying it to you. Like, I am always open to talking about that. Once it's at a certain time of the day between the AM, PM, a certain hour, and I have a glass of wine <laughs> by my side. Oh, I love a glass of wine. But yeah. I know, you, sorry, i keep interrupting. I know you want you just want to talk about it. They're just not um, easy conversations to have. Like, unfortunately, and I know you're thinking, well, why aren't they? Why can't we? But it's to have a conversation, there needs to be another person and another person's feelings need to be taken into account. Otherwise, you'd just be walking around your apartment, just saying everything out loud to yourself, looking in the mirror, talking about your mom. But to have a conversation, you have to talk to someone else, which means they also need to be up for what you're going to say. Not that some people might have both their present, for uh, both their parents some people might feel uncomfortable hearing that from someone like oh god I do not know how to respond how do I comfort this Jesus this is like really awkward because they want to be a good friend but they don't know how to because they've never experienced that mm-hmm. but sadly I have and I can try it. but at the same time I'm still like I don't even know how to comfort sometimes like I don't know what to say or what to use I to feel the vibe hey
0: no it's fair I think because I'm not very like I don't see myself as like academically intelligent or like if we were to play a game of fucking trivia, I'd get everything wrong. The only intelligence I have strongly is emotional intelligence. It's so fucking easy to like to just care or ask how people are and hold that conversation. But people find that really hard and I don't respect that.
1: I'm not okay with that. But it's true, you are like insanely emotionally intelligent, like really smart. But you have to, like, your job, like, you work in it every day. Like, if you weren't, you you wouldn't be good at your job and you're good at your job, so.
0: I, I'm, I'm on the clock right now. Um, I'm charging anyone who's listening to this and is connecting to anything we say, I'm charging you. And all
1: the proceeds are going towards my failing music career. Hey,
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus, I need to go into the city and get a slice of cake and a chai latte. <laughs> what do the next three months look like for you?
0: I have depression. I don't think I can think about tomorrow.
1: Okay, well, I'm not going home for Halloween because I've not experienced Manchester in Halloween. What? <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> okay, anyway, great convo. What I want to know now, this is going to be the biggest question of the podcast. Okay. When was the last time you had sex?
1: 11 hours ago.
0: Ew, I didn't actually want you to answer.
1: But what the hell did you want me to do?
0: I don't know, make a funny joke about me saying that.
1: What is that in your head?
0: Why? phone charger
1: yeah well, put it down
0: (laughs) so um your sex life is good no comment (laughs) you know this is a video recording i'm gonna post this on spotify
1: no look we can't post videos on spotify
0: what century are you in
1: Uh, i don't know not the dumb century because that's what you're in not me <laughs> eating.
0: <laughs> anyway, it is coming up to my bedtime because it's 10 past 9pm and it's only 12am, 12 12pm 12 for you.
1: Oh, blimey. I thought it was like 11pm or something, reaching into your midnight. Might
0: as well be on fucking wreck.
1: I need to shower and look appropriate and enter the city. It looks like it's going to lash though. You know me. Can I actually, before you go to bed, can I send you that, that new song that I made? I think you're, well, it's only a demo. Like it's a shitty demo, but I think you're going to like Yeah.
0: I would love to hear <sighs> <laughs> why
1: yeah don't- why don't we talk about grief more why don't we listen to my music more? how about that my new music and pretend to be excited about it why can't we do that yeah why can't we do them that things like-
0: that's what friendship is about it's about finding balance you don't like talking about real stuff i don't like listening to music so we can find a balance and i will listen to your song and be so excited about it anyway.
1: you are playing games i can't okay. believe i scoffed my sausage roll for you <laughs>
0: Um, Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast. I thought we would finish with a quick game of fuck, marry, kill. Um, Would you, out of these three people, who would you fuck, who would you marry, who would you kill? Lady Gaga, Rufus, which is your dog, and Jock, which is your other dog, that I I don't personally like either of any of those people. Um, But you are completely Equally obsessed with them all So who would you fuck Who would you marry Who would you kill
1: Fuck I could marry Jockville Rufus Fuck <laughs> I could marry Jockville Rufus Sorry but he's the closest One can to that So you know
0: For the for any of my Australian Friends listening Can you say it slower
1: Fuck Gaga ra ra ra. I would marry I
0: <laughs> would never, never do that again <laughs>
1: i would marry jock you may kiss the dog bark and i would kill rufus
0: oh my god
1: okay fmk honey boo boo's mom
0: ew kill
1: we have i'm not finished you <laughs> might want to rethink your answers in a minute honey boo boo's mom who's mm. that one of the wheelchair and dance moms abby yeah abby lee miller and then <laughs> and tiger king
0: I would kill them all.
1: You can't do that from how the game works.
0: I don't want to fuck any of them. That would be, that is bestiality. No, that's what I mean. Um, Mine I would, was
1: bestiality.
0: <laughs> I would kill Honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh my god!
1: You'd marry Abby Lee Miller.
0: I would. She's a dominant queen. I like that.
1: Yeah, then fuck her.
0: No, because I don't want to marry Tiger King.
1: Why not? I want my mullet back.
0: Willie very Cyrus. I admire him.
1: Oh, so guys, we've come to the final curtain of the podcast. Dun, dun, dun. No, thank you for listening. And um, we're going to try to do these, let's say once a month, like at least. We haven't actually discussed that yet, but I guess that's what we're doing. Hey, but we did kind of talk about a lot of this. So if you have been affected by anything, you know, reach out us know we can send you support links everything and all you need don't worry you don't have to go through it alone. thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next real talk tuesday
0: you just farted
1: no i didn't
0: it's recording oh,
1: i didn't so give over <laughs> being i did not oh my god i'm not even gassy
0: i'm gonna play clip the close out of this is just gonna be that far. do don't you dare so you dare Okay, I just listened back and you actually couldn't hear the fart sound that well. Um but thank you so much to everybody who listened to this week's episode. If you've been impacted by absolutely anything in this, please do reach out and let us know. Always here for a chat. And yeah, just appreciate you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day.